Hey there, it's Nick. This episode was produced by Anna Adlerstein with Julia DeWitt, Phil Demohofsky, and Stephen Jackson. It features the voices of Tidy Elena, Art Del Cueto, Anna Adlerstein, and Paul Ingram. Tidy's English-language voiceover was provided by Rosaria Murbach, and special thanks also to Felipe de la Oz, Jasmine Aguilera, Paul Ingram, Araceli Rodriguez, and Jasmine Mara Lopez. Love & Radio is an independent production and made possible thanks to the support of our Patreon members, with extra thanks to Ali Mothra Perry, Andrew Simmons, Casey Anderson, Dan Palmino, Jacqueline Leak, Jason V, Sam Hoffman, Sandra Schroeder, and Edging Candy Tuft. Thank you. This is the only comfort the living ones are left with. Bringing them flowers and candles. My grandson was killed by a border patrol. We are in court right now, in the second trial, and I think it's going to be the last one. I don't know. But of course, the defense claims that he was throwing rocks. But there is no video that you can see that he's throwing rocks. And besides, besides, that's not true because the videos that they are presenting, he's not there. They lost the tapes. Because if the video has shown the kid throwing rocks, of course they wouldn't lost the tape. That would have been the end of it. But then, but there is the one up there who hears and sees everything. If there is no justice here on earth, he's going to pay somehow. Like I said, karma is going to get him. It's going to get him. May God forgive him because never going to forgive him. Because he killed him with 10 shots in his back. So we'll see. We'll see what God says. You're listening to Love and Radio. I'm Nick Vanderkolk. Today's episode, La Linea, featuring Art Del Cueto. I was born in Mexico, and I moved to this country when I was really young, right before I started school. I didn't think of it as a big deal because it was on the border, so I was always there. We'd come across into the United States to do all our shopping, you know, and, and I guess that when you're a kid, you just don't think. I'm just moving from this part of town to this part of town. You didn't feel the border at that stage. No. But then when I started school, that's when things were different. Because, yeah, it's a border town, but we do have, um, you know... What I call lighter-skinned human beings. I don't like to call them like just white people and Mexicans. They're lighter-skinned human beings. And so the, the lighter-skinned kids would kind of pick on me because I didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. Have you ever found someone in the desert that you, like, relate to? No. <laughs> you were expecting a deeper answer? I'm busy all the time. 
typical workday to me is 4 a.m. to 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Uh, the other day I was still taking calls at midnight. As a regular line agent, of course, you come into work, you sit in what we call a muster, you speak to the supervisors, they explain, you know, any abnormalities that happened on the shift before. They explain what's going on in what areas, what areas are busier, um, you know, and then they give you a rundown of where you're supposed to work that day. You go out, you get your uh, your vehicle and you, you go to your assigned area. You know, you could be assigned like a scope truck where you're watching, you know, a screen seeing, you know, who's crossing where. Um, you know, you could be just a tactical unit where, you know, you're just roaming and checking different areas, checking fences, whatever. Are the tasks of all of these essentially just like looking for undocumented immigrants? Yes, that is your primary role is to find undocumented immigrants. Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you like the work of looking for people? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't like it. So I, I think it's a good job. Is it fun? Uh, it is fun. It is fun. I mean, you know, you're out here um, in the middle of nowhere at times. And, uh, you know, I mean, look at how the, the desert's beautiful. So I think there's a lot of people that work in an office that wish they had this view every day. And the element of, like, finding people who are hiding from you? Uh, though more and more lately, it's not really people that are hiding from you. It's people that are just coming up to you when they see your vehicle and they turn themselves in. Because they have asylum claims. Because they have asylum claims. But there's also the phenomenon happens where people don't turn themselves in, right? Right, yes. I mean, that happens where you got to chase people down or, um, you know, people here chasing it. It sounds like you're running through the desert, you know? And it's not necessarily that. You're tracking a group is more the actual word of what you're doing. How common do you think it is that you apprehend the entire group that you're tracking? I wouldn't know. I don't think it's that common. I think there's always one or two that gets away. I mean, I remember that happening a lot before where people would run, you'd catch the people that were there. And before you were done writing them up or, or you know, cleaning, doing all the cleanup in the field, some of the individuals that ran would come back all of a sudden and say, I, I ran, but I didn't know where I was going. So I just came back. Because it's really dangerous to be on your own in the desert, right? I mean, I think it is. Definitely. Yeah. Especially now in the summer months. It's horrible. Yeah, are you, are you aware of the amount of deaths in this area? No, I'm not. I don't have that statistic. It's since 2000, it's like almost 3,000 people that have been found. Wow. And that just doesn't count the ones that don't, haven't been found, right? So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. One of the causes that they attribute to that amount of deaths is, is chase and scatter. When that one or two individual uh -huh. don't get picked up by you, you know, then they're lost. I mean, just in Ajo, voluntary solution rescue groups this past week have found six bodies all within a mile of rescue beacons. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't know how they would be known of where the rescue beacons are. I guess it's just, you know, uh, some of these rescue beacons are put in areas where perhaps the Border Patrol itself have, have known that it's areas where uh, they've seen a more traffic than not. So No More Deaths, the volunteer group published a video of... Um, Water, water gallons being slashed by Border Patrol. Do you remember that video last year? It was longer than that. Oh, you're right. It was 2017. It was January. I remember seeing it. I think I saw it on PBS. So you get a good shot. Pick up this trash. Somebody left on the trail. It's not yours, is it? All you have to do is tell me. Is it yours? It's not yours. You're not going to tell me, huh? But you don't want people to die in the desert. No one does. Does it, does, do people dying in the desert, does that like, is that, is that upsetting? 
to you? Anybody that loses their life has got to be upsetting, you know, to a point. I mean, I mean, think about it, you know. Someone losing their life. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Have you come across many bodies in the desert? I have. I've come across several. Yes. Has there ever been a time where you've met a migrant and been interviewing them or, or kind of sharing stories and your view has changed at all based on what you're learning? About them crossing illegally? Just generally, your your thoughts about the border and enforcing the border and like, has there been any stories that stand out for you and, and have made you see anything differently? Mm, no. That was easy. No. It doesn't. In fact, some of them have made my convictions even stronger. One particular one that stands out is it was a, it was a four-year-old little girl, and she had a blister on her foot from just underneath her toes all the way to the heel of her foot. That just broke my heart. And there was several adults in that group, and I asked them, why didn't you at least pick up the little girl and walk with her? You know what I mean? And their answer was, she could walk. That just angers me. You know, I mean, who would do that? I don't want those people in America. I don't want them to be my neighbors. I want people to actually care. You haven't met anyone that you've interrogated that you would want to be your neighbor? I have neighbors. I'm okay with the ones I have. I don't know. I've met a lot of people. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying they're all bad. I've met people that I've given my food to. I've met people, I mean, when I was full-time out there, I would carry stuffed animals with me in my vehicle. And when I saw kids that I arrested or detained with their parents, I would give them a stuffed animal. I'm not this, I don't like Mexican people. I don't like, you know, people that aren't American. I've gone out of my way to help people that aren't American. I mean, I do it all the time. I got a fundraiser coming up this weekend. That's for, you know, some of these kids that can't afford medical treatment. I see a lot of these individuals that are protesting against me. When was the last time they went to a hospital and paid for some Mexican kids' medical treatment? I'm not that bad guy. Morally, I think I'll always want to do the right thing. If people are weaker than you and they're getting picked on and there's a way for you to speak up or stop it, there's really no reason for you not to. I see folks walking across the border as weaker on getting picked on by, by a lot of forces. Mm-hmm. Do you not see it that way? Yeah, but I'm there to make sure that they stop getting picked on. Bye. That's the way I see it. Because I'm not picking on him. I'm, 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 I'm enforcing a law, right? It's funny when you say this, Art. Mm-hmm. Like I just so wish, because you're 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 speaking as the vice president of the National Border Patrol Council. You're speaking as the the president. Like I, you don't like, think I'm speaking as me as the part. No, like I wish we could like take that all away because I think, I think you hear what I'm saying, you know, and I think I think you felt it. I think you felt it in those, you know, being the guy who speaks Spanish when other people don't speak Spanish, hearing the stories, seeing the pain, you know. I think you feel it. But I don't think I felt any pain when I was. I think it was just like, I don't think it was like that. Um, I just don't. I'm just here to enforce the law. I'm not here to to add my little bit to it. Don't break the law. 
But the law changes all the time. And when the law changes, I will adhere to the law. If the, the, if the law tomorrow said that all Hondurans can come and live and there's nothing you could do for them, then guess what? They can come in and I, and I won't even touch them because that's the law. Obviously, if somebody tells me the law is you have to grab this baby and throw him in an oven and turn it to 550 degrees, I'm not going to do a monstrosity. So I don't think it's going to get to that point. I don't believe that. I follow the law, but I'm not going to go out there and commit uh, something that would damage my own moral teachings. I think that line comes when an officer is pointing a gun through an international border and shooting an unarmed 16-year-old who may or may not be throwing rocks from 40 feet down below. That's where, that's where that line is very clear for me. A jury in Tucson, Arizona, is deliberating manslaughter charges against a Border Patrol agent named Lonnie Swartz. When Agent Swartz Lonnie Lonnie? Swartz fired 16 rounds through a border fence into Mexico, 10 of those bullets were found in the back and the head of Jose Antonio Elena Rodriguez, who was 16 years old. The agent's defense team... Ada Adler's team reports. The graveyard where Jose Antonio Elena Rodriguez is buried is on a slope above the Mexican city of Nogales, looking out towards the international border fence. That's where that line is very clear for me. And that's fine. And, and that could be the line that you've decided to draw. I believe that when you're standing in U.S. soil and there's individuals throwing rocks at you, and they're trying to hurt you, obviously. They're not just trying to get your attention. They're trying to hurt you so they can bring drugs across. I think that at that point, it's them crossing the line and not you. Where are you parked? I'm parked in... Come on, give me a ride. I'm all turned around. Uh, it's just across the street. Oh, come on, don't be so... That's just a box you can step on. Okay, here's your gun catalog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And that box on the bottom on your feet is just a box of ammunition. Great. Look, I even got good tools. Thank you, Art. Thank you so much. Don't get too close to the border. It's dangerous. And you're a nice, you're a nice girl. I, I am. Um, just confused. I, I feel the same about you. Take care. But I love you. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That is fucking weird, man. I don't know what to make of that. God damn, I hope Lonnie Schwartz loses that trial. Okay, okay, one, two, three. Um, so Paul, what just happened? So we've got an announcement that the verdict is in. So we're heading to the court right now and uh, we'll see what they say. You're gonna be interviewing, right? What? You're gonna be interviewing? Interviewing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just do me a favor, make it outside. Outside the, outside just the bullets? Outside the bullets, yeah, yeah for sure. What? Good, how you doing? Good, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Do you mind telling me I have to outside the bullards tell oh, me? Oh yeah, not a problem. Whatever you need. So what so thank you so much. So what what happened in their art? Not guilty. Of uh, what? 
Well, on the involuntary manslaughter, of course. Sí, fue un veredicto de inocente en, en lo que enfoca de, de involuntary manslaughter. Do you mind saying that in English as no well? No problem. Uh, yeah. I, I believe that uh, justice was definitely served. And the reality is, in my eyes, the justice system worked today. Will the fact that there have been two trials now influence any way that the Border Patrol operates in terms of uh, holding uh, Border Patrol agents accountable for excessive use of force? We've always held our agents accountable when they do something wrong. And in a case like this, we've always backed up our agents when we believe that they did the right thing. The, the, uh, the union is here to support the agents when we truly believe there's some kind of injustice. And yes, we financed it because that's our job. We financed those kinds of things. And how much did you pay to your experts? Uh, I don't know yet. I have one of those experts make you, ten thousand dollars a day. I'm media? not media. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, of course. Any idea if Mr. Schwartz has any plans to return to the Border Patrol? Well, we don't know that. It's something we're going to definitely discuss in the coming weeks. So uh, hopefully everything uh, can go back to normal as much as it can. Thank you. you would like to add? No, that's it. Thank, thank you. you. Can you just give your, your name one more time? My name is Art Del Cueto, and I'm the uh, vice president of the National Border Patrol Council. Thank you. Thanks, Art. All right, take care. Give take me a call. I will. Thank I'll you. Have um, I'll be I'll be back and forth depending on this case, but I'm just an aho, so I would love oh, yeah, I would I'll love to talk more and, yeah, and no, come and to that I'm meeting. I'll, and give, I'll give you I'll give you a tour. I would love to. Whenever a tour. you want. Amazing. You're like, you're like my favorite left wing reporter now. That's such an honor, Art. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Take care. Shame on you for how you're as a union leader. It's shame on that union. Shame on the border patrol union. Shame on that. As a union woman, I say shame on you. The amount of money that you spent in a charade of injustice here. Shame on you as a union leader. You don't deserve to call yourself a union leader. A Border Patrol officer was charged with fatally shooting a Mexican teenager over the U.S. border, and he has now been found not guilty of involuntary manslaughter. We're joined now by Anna Adlerstein. She's been covering this trial. Uh, Anna, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. You've been in the courtroom, I understand, for much of these proceedings. What kind of reaction was there after the verdict was read? First off, just shock and sadness. I mean, especially on the part of the family. They they actually really thought they had a chance at getting a guilty verdict. Of over 100 killings associated with Border Patrol in the past 15 years, this one is just the second to make it to criminal court. There have not been any convictions for killing when a Border Patrol officer is on duty. I mean, Border Patrol is the biggest police force in the country, and they operate in remote terrain where often no one sees what happens. Right. Anna Adlerstein, who's been covering this trial from the beginning. Anna, thank you. All right, so this is the headquarters. This is the spot. This is my messy office. I can get over there. I just got to yeah. check some of my mail. Yes. Thank you for everything you do. That warms my heart. People are so nice. I believe that people are nice. Don't you? I believe, I believe all people are good. You don't believe all people are good? Make sure there's no white powder. Okay. I think because, of, uh, because they see me sometimes on Fox or because they see me speak to the president. Thanks for appearing on my podcast. Congressman Biggs. Um, they think that, that I have like, <laughs> excuse me, oh, was there powder in that one? Uh, that I have more uh, influence. They, 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 they believe I have more influence than I really have. Ted Budd. 
Congressman Bud. Um, you know what I mean? Hey, bro, I'm in the middle of an interview. Can I call you back? It's about uh, yesterday's pew pew. All right, bye. <clears throat> what is this interview about? Should I be aware of what this interview is about? What interview? Did you say that this is about yesterday's pew pew? No. Oh. I said I'll call you later on to talk to you about yesterday's oh, issues. This interview is about issues. Yesterday. Yesterday's issues, I said. I heard pew pew. Is that what you said? Heard? That's what I heard. Never mind that. So, yeah, there have been some things that you have put on on the record that have been rumors, and, and I think they've been harmful. Okay. Um, one of them being that people were streaming across the border in 2016 to, to vote against Trump. Mm, that's not necessarily what I said. We're trying to get uh, the people that are in the waiting list, hurry up and get them their uh, immigration uh, status corrected, make them citizens Why? Why so they can go ahead and vote before the election. And, and for us to... It's a big to, statement, fellas. I mean, I mean to, to, to do that... I'm sure you're not going to write it. To me, that's a message. That's huge. You're letting people pour into the country so they can go and vote. You want to hurry up and, and, and fast-track them so they can go ahead and be able to vote for these elections. And these are the professionals. These are the people that want to You don't believe that you started a rumor that... I don't. I don't think that... You know, my words are so impactful that everyone's going to, you know, gr grasp onto them now and all of a sudden say, oh, th that whole issue of their coming to vote was started by me now. But no, I, I said it. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say I didn't, um, but it was something that I was seeing. There you go. <laughs> How about the rumor you started about uh, ISIS being a hotbed on the border? I don't recall saying ISIS was a hotbed on the border. But, I mean, do you expect, for instance, that ISIS, or any terrorist group for that matter, is already working on passing the border? You have to. With the intel re that we've received and the training we've received, you have to be expecting it. Apart from intelligence that you can't share with me, is there any, any kind of hard evidence? The intel that we have is hard evidence. You just can't share it? Yes, correct. It's very hard evidence. It's pictures. It's debriefings of individuals. It's, it's hard evidence. But just to be clear, that's stuff that you can't share can, with the public? I cannot share that with the public, no. Do you think ISIS is coming through our southern border? I don't know. Uh, but I think that the potential is that anyone can attempt to enter through our southern border and do us harm. Do you regret any of the rumors you've started? I don't think I've said any rumors. To be honest, I regret that I say them in a certain way sometimes and they're taken in a different content. How about Trump statements? Is there anything Trump said about the border and, and about Mexicans that's rubbed you the wrong way? Or are you with him 100 percent? I don't think you said anything that 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 would rub me the wrong way. Uh, I think the, the big quote is, you know, the majority of these Mexicans that cross the border illegally are, are criminals. And I don't think that's a false statement. I think the majority of them that cross illegally are criminals. And I don't even think he used the word Mexican. I'd have to look back and see the actual quote because I know it's been moved around and watered so much. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. But I speak to border guards, and they tell us what we're getting. I recall at the time that he made it, um, I, don't, I didn't think his statement was really out there. I think it was a reality. The majority of these individuals that are crossing are criminals. And I think he even said, some of them, I suppose, are okay. But he said the majority of them are not. 
and my experience of the individuals that are that I've arrested, the majority do have criminal records. So no, I don't I don't have a problem with that. When I've sat in Operation Streamline, the you know, 75 and two hours folks will just get time served because they don't have prior criminal convictions. The ones I've uh, been around here on uh, in Tucson, I don't know where you were at, but the ones I've been here in Tucson, and like I said, it's been a while since I was like a full shift there at a processing center. The majority of them had criminal backgrounds. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I mean, I think... Uh, I think we see reality a little differently there. and I don't think we do. I don't think we're as far off as you keep alluding in the interview. I don't think we are. I don't. And you don't let it... prove it to you? No, <laughs> but don't let it scare you to be similar to me in ways. Because I'm not scared to, to be similar to you in ways. It doesn't bother me. I was doing the interview after the Lonnie Schwartz case, right? With? With local media. Just the one you were standing outside the courthouse? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I have these people yelling, oh, you're a murderer. And it's like, dude, like, you don't even want to listen. Right. I mean, like, I'll were, sit there and listen. Yeah, you were funding a murderer. I'm funding a case. I'm funding uh, something that I think everyone has the right to be defended in America. You're we have an agent that was involved in a shooting. Mm hmm and we provide legal coverage for that individual. I have to cover it. I know that's my job. With us tonight are members of the National Border Patrol Council, and they are great friends of us. I want to just thank them. The official union of our nation's incredible Border Patrol agents. And you know what? They're not supposed to do it, but they did it anyway. They endorsed me. You've always had my back, and I will always have Yours. I want to thank Brandon Judd, who's here, and Art Del Cuto. Art and Art Del Cueto. Huh? Art Del Cueto. We're getting better with that name, right? Oh, look at these guys. Look, they're ready. They're ready to fight. El liderazgo del presidente Trump es necesario por otros cuatro años. Thank you guys, thank you. Four more years. You know how I learned English? How? I never even told you that. Um, obviously from school, right? But a lot of my English that I learned was from watching The Big Valley, The Lone Ranger, and The Cisco Kid. You know? So. What does that mean? I think I still believe in or I guess you're influenced by what you grow up seeing. Um, the good guys wear the white hat. You know, Lonnie Schwartz case, the guy with the badge killed an individual that was assisting drug cartels. And people see it as, oh no, it's the big border patrol agent with the badge and the red hair. 
Allegedly, he's white. Uh, let's just, can okay. we just agree on allegedly, like... I can't on that one. You can or can't? No. He was assisting the illegal drug trade. And he got killed. And I see him as an unarmed 16-year-old walking down the street coming yeah. home. And he got killed. Yeah, with his brother. Yeah. And, and, but here you have a case going on of a border patrol agent that's white from Detroit that got killed by drug smugglers and border bandits, and no one's even bothering to go to that case. It's not a big deal. Who gives a shit? It's the border patrol agent that got killed. And that, those things bother me. He's the good guy. The good guy got killed, and no one cares. Let's forget the Lonnie Schwartz case, then, for a second. Put that aside. One of our good guys got killed by somebody that's obviously a bad person. And nobody cares to go and do a story on it? I'm not ready to call a Border Patrol agent a good guy. But I'm a Border Patrol agent. And I'm not a bad guy. I don't... You think I'm a good guy? I don't think there are good guys and bad guys. But but you said you weren't ready to call a Border Patrol agent a good guy. I don't think there are good guys and bad guys. Do you think I'm a good guy? No. You don't think I'm a good guy, Anna? Yes, you do. You're just trying to. You're just trying to sit there because you just. You're trying to justify what you just said. Let's not justify what you just said. Don't even put it on record. I don't care if you don't put it on record. But you know you want to say I'm a good guy because you don't think I am. I'm not. I think that like I enjoy talking to you. I have a lot to learn from you. I'm like fascinated to spend more time with you. I believe individuals are good. I, I believe in the humanity of people. So you are prepared to say a border patrol agent is good? As an individual. As That's an individual. what we are. We're individuals. You can't define people for, like, just specifically for what they do for a living. It gets more complicated, though, when, like, what you do for a living is is criminalizing, is... Turn that off for a second. Turn it off? Yes. I had to turn it off? Yes. How are you? Oh, man, good, crazy. It's been wild. The whole world's wild. Are you recording already? I'm always recording, all right? What do you think I'm doing here? Horrible. You know, it's my job. Your hair's longer. It's been a long time. Your hair's not longer. <laughs> That's funny. You still don't have hair. So are you ready for my news? Yeah, she's through it. Uh, so I got arrested. Okay. Uh, I got arrested. I was accompanying an asylum seeker to the port of entry. Uh-huh. They walked up first, and then I was behind them. You got arrested for harboring, for assisting, for what? The CBP officer came running out and and called me an illegal alien smuggler. But where were you? I was I was um, no on the Mexican, on the Mexican side. side. And you, I don't want to get into you. Don't I don't want you to tell me who it is because I don't know where the whole thing is. But obviously, you're doing your job as a reporter. Yeah, and, and, and you want to observe how this happens because these individuals told you, hey, I've come through here before and they pushed me away. Okay, well, you know what? I'm a reporter. I want to document that they're actually doing that and not allowing you to come and, and do the asylum. Correct? 
Well, I've also been volunteering at the shelter. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I volunteer in a lot of places too. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a good thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Um, well, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know, but that's just shocking to me. Isn't that shocking? It is. It is. It makes me, you know, it makes me really, like, afraid. You're not afraid. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid for our country. Okay, that's different. Okay, that's what I feel. Okay, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Because, like, even when, like, let's just talk about asylum for a quick second, mm-hmm. right? Like, even when an individual presents at a port of entry with a lawyer, with a legal observer, who's mm-hmm. represented by another lawyer, yeah. and then I get arrested for illegal alien smuggling? Like, if that's not how you want someone to present, you know, like, what is the way you want someone to present? I understand what you're saying. I fully understand what you're saying. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about what? What do you, I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I wasn't there. I think, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be Monday morning quarterbacking it. You know what I mean? And I don't like to Monday morning quarterback it. Uh, just from what you're telling me, yeah. I think the, the situation was handled wrong on their part. Yeah. But, but we, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. I mean, there's bad apples in everywhere. everywhere. You know that. Um, you know, let's just look at the illegals that are entering the country. And, are you, and I'll ask you the question. Do you think they're all bad? First off, I don't, I don't consider anyone illegal. Well... The migrants that are entering the country, do you consider them all bad? No, very, but, but, yeah, but there's none. obviously some that are. There's some that have bad intentions. There's some that are bad. I thought we, I thought we agreed earlier that there are no bad people. No, just... but let's, I mean, you know what we're talking about. Um, and I think, I think the same goes for the agency. I think, you know, not all of them are bad, you know, but certainly there's some bad ones. You know, I don't condone the behavior of the bad ones. I never have on a, Lonnie Schwartz? I think Lonnie Schwartz was tried in a courtroom, and in the end, uh, two different juries found him innocent. Lonnie Schwartz is a, is a, hold on. Lonnie Schwartz is a Border Patrol agent Mm -hmm. who, you know, it never got brought into court, but we probably both know that he has a history of domestic violence. I don't know about that. He's been dishonorably discharged from the military. I don't know about how He's a bright red buffoon. I don't know how his his, uh, um, ending, it's not ending. See, I'm horrible with words. I don't know how, um, what his final status was when he left the military. Fine. Let's let's leave it out. <laughs> I mean, let's, I don't. Let's pretend he was a totally. Well, I don't know anything about him, you know, as, 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 as in his past or whatever. I mean, all I know is what was presented in the courtroom, and you know, the union funded his attorneys, and in the end, the jury said he was innocent. That's what it comes down to. But but we're talking about condoning good or bad actions, right? Right. No, Do I you guess. condone Lonnie Schwartz shooting Jose Antonio Elena Rodriguez? I through can't. the fence and killing a 16-year-old unarmed boy. I know that's an unfair question because I can't really uh, get into that one. I think that whatever he was feeling at the time and he felt his life was in danger and other people's lives were in danger, he used his training and part of his training was to do that. He then got charged for, you know, two different charges in the death of, of, of uh, Elena Rodriguez and um, he was found innocent. I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, if, if, I mean that's all I can say about it. I know that's all you can say from like a union official stance. What we're talking about is people like, like feeling like actions are good or bad. The problem is that I'm getting interviewed and I think anything I say will be taken as me and my position. And that's what it comes down to. 
So it doesn't matter what I say or how I feel or or anything. In the end, it will be taken as the union vice president said this. Um, You know, I'm not afforded that opportunity to be able to talk about certain things at times because people don't look at me as just a human being. That's why I think it's great that we've had the opportunity to talk because regardless of the interview and the questions, you've gotten to see me as a human being. I think everyone is under the impression that you have to be far right or far left or else you can't really be anyone in this in this um, country anymore. And uh, I don't know if you're far left. Um, I don't know if I'm far left or far right or what I am, right? Uh, but I do know that you have a different political view than I do. And uh, every time that we've talked, whether it be through uh, telephone and just, you know, shooting the shit, I guess you would say, or uh, through your interview or the times that we've, you know, sat down and bro- broken bread, uh, I've had a very pleasurable time. And I hope you have too. Mm-hmm. Regardless of our views. Mm-hmm. And I think we need that more in the world right away, right about now. I'm done. Thanks, Art. You're awesome. You really are. I, I really I really appreciate your time. I really I, I I know that, you know. I've never done this for anyone else. What do you mean? I've never done I mean taken this much time. To, to, to give interviews. Yeah, but you also call me to shoot the shit, as you said. I do, because you're like, cool, I want to find out how you're doing. I didn't know you got arrested. It's upsetting. What the it? F? <laughs> I know, I'm like, Art's either gonna, I'm like, I'm like what is Art gonna say? Is he gonna be pissed? He better fucking be pissed. I mean, I, I just arrested. can't believe you got arrested, but you know what I mean? Because from what you're telling me, you didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. What? It's kind of shitty. Me getting arrested? Yeah, for nothing. <laughs> Did you get the guys? Did you get the guys' names? Who the officers? Yeah. Do, you, do you want them? No, I don't want them. Yeah. No, turn that off. We're off the record. Turn it off. Oh come on. Turn it off. Art. I'm telling you, you gotta turn it off. Okay, I'm turning it off. It's off.